Trading Nut, episode 99. Because I've used systems where the back test showed that it was horrible, and in live trading, it ended up doing fantastic. And I've had systems where more times than I can count where the back test looked amazing, and from trade one, it just completely failed and trashed an account. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to the 99th episode of Trading Nuts. Uh, We've got a fantastic and very different episode for you today, right? So I've got a, a guy on who's been in the trading world for a number of years. In fact, he was around right when I first started looking into trading and getting involved in this industry. And uh, you're going to hear some of the things that I've sort of discovered over my uh, course of my trading journey, if you want to call it something. And um, and this guy's been sort of at the forefront of it. And the beauty about what we're about to, what you're about to hear is that uh, Corey, who's on here from LeapFX, is so transparent when it comes to exactly what he tells us. Okay, so all this sort of stuff has been mulling him out around my mind for years. Like all these questions, I finally got to ask him the questions. Uh, apart from one, I did forget to ask one, and he was going to answer it on the show, and I just completely forgot. So I'm sorry about that, but we're not going to hear that. If you do put it in the comments, I'll make sure I find out the answer to the question, but I'm not going to tell you what the question was. Now, um, guys, if, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a great interview, very different, as I said, so I don't go through my standard questions, but you will learn all about how someone who's out there offering you the chance to uh, trade automated software instead of using manual trading, this is this is like an inside, behind-the-scenes look at the guys who are creating this stuff, how they go about doing it, and um, how they go about selling it, marketing it. And uh, and all the sort of thinking and, and the due diligence that goes on behind the scenes that you might not pick up when you see these uh, when you see the sales page or, or something like that. So you're going to get a really good transparent look. And the beauty of this is, I suppose, compared to a lot of the other guests I have on the show, is there's some serious long-term track records here that we can go and check out. And we did a video afterwards, which you're going to learn the strategies behind a couple of the the algorithms. And you're also going to see some of the track records and and how phenomenal they are. So uh, we've got that coming up, guys, in a second. Now, before we jump into that, I do want to let you know I've got my merch being created. It's the first of probably a batch of them. And I'm trying to, it's like, it's 24th of November. I'm trying to get it done for Christmas. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it within 25 or within 30 days so that you guys can order this stuff for your Christmas or get your family to, but maybe it's going to be an early New Year's present for you from your wife or from your uh, husband or partner or whatever, uh, or from the kids. Maybe it's Father's Day. Who knows? Anyway, it's coming up. I've seen the designs today, and I I absolutely love them. Uh, They're not quite finished, but I love what I'm seeing, and I think you guys are going to love the the concepts we've got here on Trading Nut as well, and they're coming up very soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, Now, what else can I tell you? Oh, look, yeah, if... You're at the end of this interview and you're sort of wondering, oh, look, what do I do? Do I just trade algorithmically or do I dive into this? I have got a free training on TradingNut, which gets you started with trading robots. So if you've got no idea, go and check that out. Now, if you're thinking, well, I want to you know, start doing what, what Corey's doing, then you might want to consider having a look at my uh, Robot Builders Club where I teach you how to build robots, exactly the same kind of robots that uh, Corey's going to be telling us about today. So folks... Fantastic interview coming up. Uh, please, this is 
you know, you're going to be, hopefully you're going to be as on the edge of your seats as I was when I was um, interviewing him. And then do remember we've shot a video afterwards on the YouTube channel, so go and check that out after the show. Here we go. Let's do it. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Corey from Leap FX here. Now, Corey, I've known, not known him personally, but I've I've been aware of Corey for a long time, so maybe 14 years when I first got into this business. Um, so I'm so glad to get you on the show here. Welcome all the way from, I believe you're in Florida at the moment. Yep. And cool. thank you for having me here. Well, look, Happy to talk after all this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, and, and uh, I think it's, it's going to be a fantastic show for everyone out there listening. So, guys, um, stay tuned. You're going to find out what all this is about in a second. Uh, um, but I'm going to lead in with how you first got into trading and, yeah, what first attracted you to it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've always been interested in investing, and it actually started with uh, stocks. I've been stock trading since I was like five years old. I just got into it and I was hooked. And then I kind of just kept on doing that for years. And then after college, um, I wasn't even looking to go into anything related to trading, but I, I was doing um, a web design company and search engine optimization. I happened to come across um, promoting some Forex products just by chance. And I was just like, wow, this is something that I, I, I never realized existed. And I could really kind of get into this. So, I started promoting um, other people's products and I kind of uh, got into one product where I partnered with someone. I started selling that and from there it just never looked back and I just kept on learning and growing and ended up creating systems and partnering with people to release systems from there. Cool. And uh, and so, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a very, very brief um, look look back at your past there. So if you want to sort of dive into more details, I mean, how did you, so you, did you go straight into just um i suppose you know promoting other systems or did you did you uh dive into the markets and like try and do it from a manual point of view or or how did it, how did that look so um first i kind of partnered with someone who had their own system and i actually helped them sell it and immediately from there i was trying to sell as an affiliate other people's products and bring affiliates on board to promote mine and for a while, I was just doing that, and I wasn't really creating other products. I was just sticking with that one and then promoting others. And I started manually trading at, at around that time, too. I, I was already trading stocks during this whole time and before that manually. Uh, and then I was kind of – so since I was already a trader in that sense, I started um, practicing and learning more about manual trading for Forex. And I was even using the system that I was, um, that, that I was selling, and then I would also test other affiliate systems. Um, I mean, other systems that I was promoting as an affiliate at the time. And I did that for, I think, maybe a year or two. And then from there, I was like, wait, what? You know, like I'm noticing people are bringing other products to market. I'm like, why don't I start expanding from here and start bringing other products to market? And from there, um, I can't tell you the exact order, but um, I ended up from there starting to release, um, testing, creating and testing my own systems and selling them. And then I also just tried to find other people to partner with and sell their systems and it kind of just snowballed and then I kind of started releasing more and more systems sooner and sooner but in the beginning it was like one here and then a long time and then I released another one and then I started releasing more and more okay cool and so so I mean just to give the guys listening some context to this so um I mean I believe I first sort of was made aware of you when um when million dollar pips came out which was you know seemed to be the robot that was the holy grail until the brokers all got involved and thought hang on a sec we're losing money here um let's let's shut this thing down to a certain degree by cha- making it so hard for people to make any money from it 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 sort of drained it i, I can't remember how it all happened but it sort of drained all, all the profits i mean it is can you talk us through that story there yeah so yeah, I didn't expect that to become, I mean, I expected that to be popular, but I did not expect that to be as popular as it became. That that became wildly popular. Like, everybody was talking about it. That was just all over the internet, all on all Forex websites. And that system was like, I, I had people contacting me telling me that they, they made enough money in like a, like a few days or a few weeks to pay their mortgage off. Like, the, some people were making tons of money with it. It was, it was incredible. And so many people were getting copies. And then I remember um, there were a bunch of brokerages, many of them 
um, at one point, I think servers went offline because there's so many people who were using the system and, and so many trades were going on at once that I heard servers crashing because of it. And I think it just got to a point where, like, I remember, um, I think some people started, some of the brokers started plugging, using plugs, and and then it, it started uh, trading less because of just how they uh, had, how the plugs were kind of dictating. I don't know exactly what they did at the time, but they did something and then the robot just stopped trading as much and it w- just wasn't making as much money. And it kind of died down the popularity because people's profits were slowly uh, decreasing in quantity. Um, but it was definitely an exciting time. It was, it was amazing. The system was amazing. It was mind-blowing. And I do actually, every once in a while, try to test similar systems and try to try to come up with another one that's similar, but it's, it's not easy for sure. And how did that, how did that system sort of uh, originate? Um, so I, uh, I found a guy who was testing it and he was actually, I, I was trying to find a guy to partner with on something that was just really cool. And it was kind of luck. I came across this guy and he was actually only running it on demo accounts and, you know, demo account, he was back testing it in demo accounts. And, and obviously, um, actually, I don't even think he was using on a demo account. He was, he only, he was just like a developer. He was actually just doing things, getting hired by people just to make robots for them. And this was like his pet project. And he was only back testing and the back tests looked amazing. But, you know, back tests, they can, they don't mean anything, um, you know, unless you test live. So we tested on demo and it was like, wow, this is awesome. It was working exactly like the back test. But I'm like, you know, we're like, okay, will it work on live though? Because it's not the same thing. And so I decided to, um, I did test a little bit on live. It worked a little bit, but it wasn't long enough to like really see if it was going to work. But I was like, I had a good feeling. I'm like, you know what? I got to get this to market fast because this is just nothing I've ever seen and, and it could potentially become massive. So I kind of released it early before we had any live test data, but we had a lot of demo data and people just started testing it on live counts from the beginning without even going demo and they started making money. So I was just like, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually going to work. And so we started pushing it harder and harder and selling it more and more and, and people started making money. And there was, it really, it was just like uh, any type of scalping system. Um, some people did have trouble with getting it working, but a lot of people were emailing me and they were making money and it was just pretty crazy. And what were the, what was sort of, I mean, can you give us any idea or a, a sort of inkling as to what type of scalping system it was and why, why it did so well? Yes. Yeah, so it was, um, it was a high frequency at the time it was high frequency scalping system. It pretty much used Bollinger bands and some price action. It was pretty, I think. It was advanced but simple at the same time. It was kind of looking for breakouts in Bollinger Bands on on the M1. And when you'd have volatility, they would kind of break out fast and it would go it would try to catch that breakout and then close it immediately for like a few pips um, or even less. Yeah. And it would lock it in and it would go on to the next trade and it would do it a lot and it would do it really fast. And it did this um in the beginning, it was trading a lot every day like that. Um, but the thing is, in order to actually get it to work and continue to work on live accounts, we were actually, the developer was actually improving it constantly. And we had to actually decrease the trade frequency in order to keep it working on live. So as time passed, we were decreasing the trade frequency. So it was trading less, but it was still working and people were still buying it. And I mean, eventually, as you know, and I mentioned it stopped working as well, but we were competing with the brokers and, and we were kept on improving it and the improvements were working, but eventually we had to, you know, eventually it just, it, it kind of just, everything we did just didn't, you know, make it work the way it did. And that kind of killed the momentum of the, the system. And and do you think like in hindsight, I mean, this is what I'm sort of thinking in the back of my mind. Do you think it would have been um, like, now you know what, what it was capable of and it, it did work extremely well um until the brokers sort of like were sick of whatever like getting screwed over on their their side do you think it's like in hindsight like oh what if i just what if we just used it on our own accounts or you know got some got some funding and and used it on a funded account do you do you think that that would have could have been a potential better avenue than than selling it well, and and um to a certain there, there's there's two things there's two lessons i learned here one of them 
is that I still firmly believe that you can make money with a system and sell it and share the wealth. And it's a two prongs, uh, two prong thing where you're, you're kind of like a hedge fund um, trader where, you know, you have these billionaires who are worth billions, but they're still trading billions of dollars worth of other people's money. And the fact is, I still believe you can trade the system yourself and make money still trading and selling it. But uh, the, the issue is here. I still think that I, that it would have still had issues and eventually died down, even if I kept it to myself and we only traded it for ourselves. Because the bottom line is brokers still would have picked up on it and they still would have reacted to it. So it wouldn't have, it still wouldn't have lasted forever in my experience from what I've seen over the years. I, even if the system is not popular and it's doing well, um, something like this, a broker can still, it's the same concept as uh, arbitrage. You know, you could be the only one using one arbitrage system, but eventually the broker is not going to be happy if they notice and they might start doing things to sabotage you. So the bottom line is, I think that it was, it was more profitable for me to trade it myself and sell it. And it also gave other people to get a chance to make some money at the same time. And the second issue I learned from this period of time, though, was I was selling million dollar pips for absolutely like pennies on the dollar. It was like $99 at the time. I think the biggest mistake I made there, which I don't do anymore, is I don't sell systems for that cheap. Because the bottom line is uh, too many people buy it. There's too many support issues. It's too time-consuming. And also, when you have a higher price, you get higher quality. Uh, people are more serious about trading. And so there's less people using it, less demand on the broker servers. And so you could still make some money. Uh, I can still make some money using the system, but I can also still sell it and make money. But I also don't have to – I won't be selling it to as many people because uh, the price is higher, so it, it kind of keeps the numbers down. So I find that over the years, I, I start raising the prices on products. So it, it kind of decreases the users using it on, on the brokerages, but still giving other people a chance to make money who use the systems and also giving it a chance to last for much longer without a broker intervention or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, and I did have a look at some of your products just before, and I was like, I saw, I did note that, that the prices were much higher than back in... Yeah, fourteen, twelve, ten years ago, when I when I was um, using the robots myself, and I actually had a, a site, which is how I, I knew you. I had a site where I was comparing, you know, hundreds of robots, and Million Dollar Pips was one of them, and, and that was leading the table for for a number of weeks. Um, so, so uh, can you tell us a sort of a bit about, like, you know, what's what's involved in coming up with, or a sort of just coming up, finding a system that works, and then working out that that system is um, going to be worthwhile putting onto a live account and then uh, and then seeing yeah. it seeing it and, t- and taking it to to market to let others capitalize on on what you've done yeah so it actually sounds easy but i think i kind of have a monopoly on it just because i've become so good at it and i notice that a lot of people just can't do what i do but to me it just seems so simple and i don't understand um from my point of view why other people don't do it but um, after I, I, I have sold, um, I actually started a, a business at one point um, consulting to teach other people how to find these systems and sell them called self-finance software. And um, and I do teach people how to do it, but it's just it, it is kind of complex and requires patience. But the process is, is pretty simple, but people just um, I mean, I guess they just can't do it on their own. And I need to help them because I just the experience I built. But um, to sum it up in a nutshell here's the um here's a little gist of what i do first i um it's actually kind of different now what i do than i used to do um because now it's a little easier for me because of the popularity that i've created with my name now a lot of people developers and such will actually come to me if they want to sell their system and i kind of make a deal with them and i test it and everything uh sometimes i'll go out and i'll try to search for people but but um the bulk of what i've done in the past and and what works well is uh, that I kind of go and look for just people who post their results on different websites, or I'll even go and and find developers and I'll ask them, say, hey, you working on any systems that you find that might be profitable? And that's just the first step, because obviously once you find someone, there's no guarantee their system is good. But I'll I'll contact a bunch of people. I'll talk to a lot of people. I go through a lot of people and I'll be like, I'll I'll talk about what I do. I'll say, hey, I, I can take your system to market. I can sell it and I can, I can pay you um part of the part of the profit 
And in the same process, we're going to be helping people make money and we'll also be making money by selling your system. But I'll also tell them, hey, like, you know, if the system doesn't work, I can't make a deal with you. We need to test it first to make sure it's it's viable. So what I'll do is um, if they even first consider the, the partnership, then from there, I'll be like, okay, let's let's first test it. And I'll usually give them a live account or if they have their own money with funding, I'll have them test it on a live account. And we'll build up the proof, and I'll, I'll usually wait many months before I even consider making a, a page website for them and everything and consider launching it. If, if they crash the account or it shows that it just didn't work as they presented, then I scratch it and I move on to the next person. So there's a lot of, lot of time invested in order to go from first when I find people to when we launch it because – uh, of this, the, the process of testing and verifying and actually making sure the system is what they say it is and that it actually works on a live account. And once it's all verified and everything works out and I've made a deal and then we've tested the system, then I finally start building out a page. I invest in, in designers and the gra- I mean the graphics. Um, I invest in the copywriting and writing out the page and, and making a video and everything and I kind of present it and then we start, we, we launch it on the website. We we start marketing it. We start bringing on affiliates, and we just do a full thing once, uh, once we, we once once we verify everything. We verify that it sells. We verify the proof. We just start telling everybody about it, and that's when I try to take something and make it big. Nice. And 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 to, so I mean, out of all the systems, I, I, I noted that you had, um, you know, sort of a, a chunk of them are, are automated, and then there's a bunch that are sort of guys that are you know obviously selling their strategies um and perhaps i I didn't go into details but perhaps like you know um maybe a a a live call room or something like that i mean is when do you differentiate between oh i'm going to automate this or i'm going to um just get you know use this uh, well sell this guy's ability to to trade so you're saying um selling a trade copier or are you saying either doing a manual system or an automated system uh yeah no not a trade copier more of a it looks like you've got some traded trader uh, mentors on there let's call them mentors okay yeah so um it's rare that i'll do it but occasionally someone will bring me a system or i'll have my own some of the strategies are actually mine um where i'll sell a manual system or i'll sell, I'll sell like a trading academy which i do we do sell um something called leapfx trading academy where it, it teaches you how to trade um, in as little as a few hours. You can actually have a decent amount of knowledge from it. It kind of sums up the most important parts in it. And um, I just find that most people just don't want a manual trade. I mean, there's a lot of people who will, but I find that most people inherently just they're busy. Their lives are busy. They just don't have time. Like they want to learn, but then realistically they just can't, they just don't have the time to watch the screen and, they don't have time to just put into it and there's human error, you know, they, sometimes they'll do well. And then eventually just for some reason or another, they just make a mistake and, and end up losing a lot of money in the end. So I find that just robots just are always the best in the long run. The most more people are interested in them. They sell better and they're just more reliable in terms of taking out the uh, human emotion component. You know, as long as long as a person uses proper risk management and they they don't do anything crazy, they can easily do better with a robot most times than without as long as they follow the rules. Um, I've noticed over the years that the people who do well are the ones that are less emotional. When people get emotional, even with the robots, they just do bad and they start blaming everyone except themselves when they just start doing crazy things. Like I've had I've had people take a robot that that is meant to be traded on maybe a $500 account a minimum and they put it on a $50 account or a hundred dollar account. And you know, you lose one trade and one trade might be $50 and they'll, or a hundred dollars. And they might come back to me and be like, Hey, Oh my God, I just lost 50% of my account. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That's impossible with this strategy. And I'm like, what was your account, your, your account balance? What was your, um, and what settings were you using for risk? And then when they tell me they used a hundred dollars, I'm like, well, obviously you lost 50% of your account because it was a hundred dollar account and you're using risk that's meant for like a $500 account. So, you know, it's like people, I find that a lot of people just end up self-sabotaging and that's why robots just always in the end sell better than manual systems and why I've always focused on manual systems. 
you, you've always focused on robotic systems you mean sorry you just said manual systems yeah yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, right, that's yeah, why yeah, okay, yeah. Automated systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so, I mean, with that, with that sort of, I suppose, breadth of, um, uh, I suppose, the, you know, you've got the masses there that would have come through and, and bought systems and used systems. I mean, what what advice would you give anyone that's looking to trade a, a robot? Um, that yeah is coming in here and thinking that look this is the you know the holy grail i'm gonna just whack on what you've just said you know i'm gonna risk too much and and then well what advice would you give people yeah no absolutely i I have some i have some actually very important and and advice that i think is very very useful in this case um they need people need to to isolate their isolate their money and put it into like bubbles uh what i mean is for example um so let's say you have five grand you want to invest depending on the system you might want to break it up into maybe two accounts that are like twenty five hundred dollars twenty five hundred dollars or a thousand a thousand thousand and you'll run different systems or even the the same system on all of them and what you want to do is as you gain profits you want to pull money out because the bottom line is there's always the chance, there's always a risk that there could be some black swan event or something go wrong and you can lose the account. So if you're able to um, diversify the risk where if only one account goes down, you still have these other accounts trading other systems and you're fine. So you're diversified. It's, it's kind of like in the stock market where you're buying five stocks, but in this case, the stocks are your robots and you have five different robots, which are five stocks and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. But for example, let's say you have a $1,000 account. Let's say you make $1,000. Why not pull out $1,000 and then it's all free money from there? Your risk becomes pretty much zero and and go from there. So what I suggest is people, what what the issue is, what, what I hear a lot and I see from a lot of people is, for example, someone might have a $1,000 account and let's say they get, they get into a situation where they make, uh, they go up to 5,000 profit, maybe even more. And then one day they turn around and they lose it all in 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 a day or a few days or whatever and they're like shit i should have stopped i should have taken the money out sooner and it ended up being because they either started getting greedy they started pumping the risk up and taking more chances or they something went wrong and in the market for example black swan event which are rare but happens you know like when when we had uh brexit the 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 market's moved insane, you know, what was it like a thousand pips or even more in like a minute or a few minutes or whatever, um, which is very rare, but just in case, why not, you know, take money out? You know, if you made $5,000 over a thousand, take out $2,500 and then keep on going. You know, mm-hmm. if the money's not in the account, you can't lose it. And that's a lot of what I think people make a mistake with. They just, they, they are letting the emotions decide things even when they're using the robots i suppose even like you know manual traders or more expensive more experienced the uh, manual traders will go okay it's brexit's coming up elections coming up uh nfp's coming up i'm not going to trade that and the less experienced robot traders and look I, I put myself in this camp way back in the day it's like nfp she'll be right uh brexit don't worry about that actually i wasn't trading robots with brexit but yeah things like that it, it's they'll just sort of ride through it and not take heed of um unless unless i suppose the, the 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 person managing the bot is saying to them hey guys things coming up turn it off um and they're making you know they're actually sort of taking that advice on board so my question another question is i mean like there's often a sort of saying that you know our robots will work for a certain period of time and then they'll just the system will just stop working is that something you've seen or is is that um well yeah i'll address that in one i'll address that in one second i do have an answer to that but um to to pivot off of part of what you just said um i know there are manual traders that will stop trading those different news things but there are strategies where manual traders trade those things yeah and then there's systems that trade it and systems that don't because realistically there's a strategy there's thousands and thousands of strategies or millions of different strategy combinations you can use so there's no right answer and for example um there's news traders uh, which can profit on these things and 
and for NFP and Brexit and all that, you could make a equally lose money, but you can make a ton of money. But where you're moving a thousand pips in a minute is the, which is rare. Um, that kind of thing can throw off anybody, and you might not even be able to plan for that kind of thing. It could just be something where it was just random, and um, I believe that that happened with uh, the JPY in one year, um, where they just oh, randomly yeah. did something, or maybe it was the Swiss. Yeah, I it was a, which one it was. yeah G, all the JPY peers, I think, went, went down about a yeah. thousand pips in a. And, in a and it wasn't hours. announced. There was no planning for it. You couldn't yeah. even have known. So that kind of thing you can't plan for, and that's the situation where I'm where I'm talking about. Because because for example, we have a system in LeapFX called the Skilled Trader. It does great on news. It does great on anything where there's a major breakout. If if it moves a hundred pips in one direction, the skill trader is great because what it will do is it, it it will actually aim for the breakouts, and if it's wrong, it will immediately switch sides, and it will catch it, and and it's worked it's worked incredibly well for so many different news events and things. And if you check it out, you'll see it. Um, if you look at the history, you can see like some of the big wins because it just swaps sides and it just catches them and runs with it. So I think so, you said, did you send an email out about it today? Cause I think I might've seen that just before our interview. Oh yeah. Yes, I did actually. Uh, yeah. So I can yeah, see it here in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Cause today, today, if you look at the markets, um, um on uh it trades three pairs euro usd um british pound and the um and gold and all three of them had like some really strong movements today and it just it, it just traded right into every each one on all three pairs and yeah. it, it does that a lot whenever there's a big movement it eats it up and it loves it and it looks like it's done 160 percent here since uh, october 2019 yep so in about a year and basically that, yeah and that's a real account yeah cool yeah so i mean people are sometimes and the funny thing is about that's um people are sometimes like um oh that's not enough return for me it's like are you serious 160 percent in a year it's like that's not good enough for you <laughs> i mean show me show me a better investment and the thing is though, here's the cool thing about it though it actually can make a lot more because um i've kept the risk very low on that system and i haven't increased it as the account has grown uh much so people actually, in theory, would make a lot more than that. So it just blows my mind when people say, like, that's not enough. Well, this, it's funny, actually. I mentioned this, I think, in another episode because I was having a beer with a mate and um, he's not into the, the Forex or trading or anything like that. And I was going, oh, yeah, look, you know, I've got a robot, but it's only done 100% in a year. And he goes, what? That's really good, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it actually is good. Why, why, why am I thinking yeah. that's bad? Um, and it's it, people, people are warped. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, everyone wants the the lotto ticket, right? So that's yeah. The problem is a lot of these people have been scammed, and and they're just like they see they these scam things are like a thousand percent in one day or a thousand percent per month, and then there's it just becomes norm to them. They're like, oh, this is what I want, you know, but I want a real one that works, and they just they just don't understand that. It's possible, but if you can make a thousand percent in a month or in a day, then that means you can blow your account within minutes. Yeah, and, That's and the only way. To do it. Okay, cool. And and what about that that point around? You know, do will systems work forever, or have they okay, got? Yeah. A, uh... So here, yeah, here's the deal. Um, there's no right or wrong answer here because the 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 thing is, some systems can work forever. Some won't, and some will work for some will work for a long time. Eventually, stop, and some systems will work, and we update them, and then they they keep on working. It really depends on the strategy. For, for example, we just released, which you might have also seen this email today, um, a system called Trade Explorer, and this system uh, we're showing some accounts that have been going for four years on it, and we're also showing a shorter account, which was some recent testing I started on it. Um, but, the, but four years is crazy. You know, like there are lots happened in four years and on 27 pairs, it's running on 27 pairs. You would think something would go wrong on one of them, but no, it, it's been working successfully for four years on 27 pairs and it's still going strong with very little adjusting. But here's the crazier part. I did back tests on it and without adjusting the settings, one setting we used and I can back test it. 10 years and beyond and it doesn't crash and it keeps on going and it's profitable. So the fact that it's, you know, like you can't always trust back tests. 
especially 10 years back like that. But when I, when I have an account that I'm showing that's four years of proof that it's been working, actually trading, and, I'm, and then I run it on my own accounts and I'm seeing it's trading exactly the same way. And then I run a back test show that it's been trading the same way and then I take it back even further, that kind of suggests to me that that's the kind of system that's going to last a very, very long time even in with markets changing. And the only rare thing that will cause it to crash is if, for example, the account size is too small, the risk is, is raised too high, or some anomaly happens that somehow just, you know, invalidates it, which and based on the history of it, it's gone through some crazy stuff and it's still thriving. And is this, is this the sort of like patience that you're talking about? You know, you've said you've been running it for four years and uh, which I did, I did have a look at that the other day when we sort of arranged this interview. Uh, and, and sure enough, it is four years of, of running on a, on a live account. I mean, and you're now bringing it to, to the masses, you know, you're, you're bringing it to market. I mean, what's, what's the sort of thinking there? You're like, you just sort of get these things set up and let them run and, and then see, see well, if it's worked or why, why four years? So I'm, I'm usually impatient. I will not wait four years. I think the longest I've waited was maybe um, for release. This system of testing was six months to a year. Um, but in this situation, when it's that long, it was actually because um, I partner with someone on this who has been running it privately for four years Right, and I and I convinced him to let me sell it public publicly. Right, and he actually was very reluctant, and he wasn't going to. So this person was actually not interested in ever selling it publicly. So this is the rare situation where um, I found a good system, and I found a guy who was just had a great system, but he just didn't want to bring it to market. But I convinced him, and it took a long time. We, we actually started testing it on a live account. And I had many, many months of proof on it. And then he turned around and said, you know what? I don't want to sell it still. And I kind of just wasted all that time. And then we talked and talked and he's like, you know what? Fine. I'll do it again. I mean, I'll do it and I'll sell it. And we turned the trading back on. And then we started selling it after a few more months because I wanted to get some more testing done. Okay. And and was he he running it automatically or was he uh, manually trading it? No, it was all automated. He was okay. doing it all automated, okay. no manual. Okay, cool. And um, so the a couple of other things. I mean, what? Uh, actually, I've got a few few things here. That so, what about what about systems where there's you know, it's like uh, you know, machine gun trades. Like they get a lot of trades out there, don't have a stop loss, and then try and close for a small profit. Gives you a great equity curve for a while. But you're yeah, always so you're, in massive drawdown, and you're you're eventually going to sort of blow the account. What, what's the yes. what's your view on those? Because I've seen a few of them out there. Yeah, so you're basically talk. I mean, that in theory, that's that's scalping. That's like million dollar pips, but million dollar pips actually had a tight stop loss of like it was like two to three pips. But um, that's scalping with a high stop loss. What you're saying basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, here's my theory on it. There, there's no wrong, there's no bad system necessarily. It's just not right for everybody. I think that kind of system has its place for a certain type of trader, but it's going to be very high risk, and the ch- and that will most definitely not work forever. That's the type of system that I know will fail eventually, and chances are I won't sell a system like that. I don't think I, I have, um, really ever sold a system like that that I recall. But I do think it has. There's a place and a time for every type of system, and that's the type of system where you make, you make a lot of, you make, try to make a lot of money in a short period of time using the small account, and you pull out the profits as soon as you make it because eventually it's going to crash. So if you're if you're the type of trader who is is diligent, you're watching it every day, you're pulling profits out of the account just in case it crashes, then you know that's that's fine. You know it's perfectly fine. But that's not a system I would just say, hey set forget forever that because eventually it'll come back and that con- that account will be just decimated and gone cool good advice good advice now what about um some of the other bots i mean i, I do remember forex growth bot which which seemed to be um awesome yes. in its day uh, have you got any other sort of ones that you've just thought are just fa- fantastic that you want to tell us about yeah, for- forex growth bot was a great system because it didn't have a high stop loss and it was a volatility trader. That thing, it, it worked for many years. Uh, in theory, it could still work. It just, it, what happened was like, we kept on adjusting and improving it. 
and I mean, it, it still kind of works, but it just, I don't think it was, it's as profitable now as it was, but it was a volatility, volatility trader and it was fairly safe because like I said, no, no high stop loss or anything like that. And it was very dynamic. And that, that is the kind of system that's really good, um, for uh, like a low risk trader. But, um, in my more recent systems that stand out to me, I, I, um, one of the ones, and we talked about it uh, a little while ago is skilled trader. That one is, it's definitely a little bit higher risk than Forex growth bot, but that's the type of system that I really like, um, for my own personal money. Um, I would still go by the rules that we talked about, about being cautious, but that's the type of system that, um, I'm a big fan of just in how it trades, uh, with with breakouts and and handling all that uh i'm also a fan of um i am i, I do like some uh you know like we have riskier systems you know like martingale and and grid and stuff um believe it or not i am uh, somewhat w- within reason and proper risk control i am a fan of of like grid and martingale um because the bottom line is when it comes to odds and in in trading, it's it's all odds. It's it's risk reward. It's um it's a numbers game. Um you know because um if you you know it, when you in the end of the day when you're when you're trading you know you have to win a certain percentage, um or you're gonna lose. And I find that with Martingale and Grid type strategies, it kind of puts those numbers in your favor even though they're riskier. So I've always been a fan of them and they're definitely not for everybody. And obviously the, my same rules go there, pull money out when you can, but I've always been a fan of those because of the fact that they have a nice strong movement up um, curve up and they are high risk at times, but they're just, they, they just beat the odds a lot of the times just because of how they're designed. And are there any other sort of common things that you've, found work well with all the systems that you've built over the years are you talking about like a, a, a specific strategy within these systems that's implemented yeah so like something that you know that like you can always add this in and it's and it seems to be uh, uh, something that can you know turn a, a not so great system into something that may have yeah so so i going back to grid and martingale I, I found over the years that um if you really analyze a strategy, um, you can kind of notice like how many times it wins, how many times it loses, and what the win, what, the size of the wins are, and the size of the losses. And if you can really kind of like master and understand what's going on, you can kind of plan intelligently at certain points in time where to increase the lot size if if it maybe had a bad trade or two, and it can kind of make up for the losses and put you in a win, which would be uh, Martingale. So in some cases, I find that I've actually, over the years, turned some bad strategies into good just by adding that that slight increase where a little bit, like a limited Martingale, not like a crazy one mm. where where people go, you know, like uh, you lose, double it, lose again, double it, lose yeah. again, double it, and do it until you win. That's just crazy. You'll blow an account. I'm talking about like you you maybe lose a certain amount of trades and then, then in the chances of winning on that next one is so high that it just increases the the lot size. And then if it loses again, it might maybe increase it one more time or it will just go back to the normal lot size and start over. Yeah. Um, so there's a certain, there's certain like little tricks like that, like where you can manage it. And I also noticed that um, sometimes just you had to pay attention also to like the stop loss. Um, some These are obvious things. Like sometimes you might want to do a low stop loss, but if you look carefully, you might notice that they're just getting picked off by, you know, by the markets, you know, you, you, you have a stop loss. That's where your, where your trade goes against you, like 20 pips hit your stop loss, then goes back and it would have hit the take profit. And sometimes you really just need to add an extra breathing room on that stop Mm -hmm. loss. And that makes the biggest difference in the world. Um, Unfortunately, just tight stop loss, are just much harder than looser ones because it, it just in the real world and in trading it just you, it doesn't make sense the low stop loss did not always work yeah it's harder to get right every time right um yeah what about what about testing uh back testing and and how you sort of see that 
compared to live testing, obviously, which is, you know, so, is great. Yeah, I look at look, yeah, I look at back testing not as a, a measure of is this a successful system or a failure of a system because you're never going to get 100% accurate results from backtest. I find to use it as like a guide because um, I've used systems where the backtest showed that it was horrible and in live trading, it ended up doing fantastic. And I've had systems where more times than I can count where the backtest looked amazing and from trade one, it just completely failed and trashed an account. So uh, what I do is I'll usually use backtest kind of just to get an idea of how it's trading, the style of trading to better understand it. And then I'll decide, hey, is this style to me seem like it's realistic and it can possibly work? And if I think so, then I'll start trying it on a demo or a live account. And and then I'll go from there and, and see, and then I'll decide. And what about uh, backtesting data? Have you got any sort of magical bits of advice there? Yeah, so um, obviously the best thing you could do is, is 99% um, data. There's different places you can search online to get it and you can add the data to your MetaTrader. Because um, right now the data that's in MetaTrader is fairly basic usually. Because um, you want to always test with every text. If you do like uh, um, control points or the other option, you're just going to get completely irrelevant and inaccurate testing. Um, so I find that when you do every tick um, and you have updated data and you get some good data from from somewhere, um, you can Google it. There's usually a bunch of different places that offer it. Um, you get mu- you'll get more accurate testing done. It's not going to obviously ever be 100% accurate, but it will get you closer to uh, giving you a better idea of what's going to happen. And uh, and what about hosting these demo and, and live accounts that you're running? I mean, I can imagine that being quite a sort of uh, intensive piece of piece of kit doing that. Yeah. So what I'll do is I actually distribute that evenly, um, so I don't have to rely on just myself. Um, like for example, sometimes I'll give the account to the developers and I'll say, "Hey, just test it on your VPS," and I'll just let them test it for me. And then um, I'll also run a bunch of my own VPS. Um, I, I use a stand. I use a standard, um, like a regular VPS that anyone else uses from uh, a regular VPS company. But I, I upgraded it to you know much higher. I, I've added more RAM and a few more cores just so it can handle more. So I can ha- be running you know like twenty copies of MetaTrader at the same time. Um, but I try to uh, keep it le- under that, and I never really have to go further than that because when you're running so many tests. Um, it kind of cycles out where eventually it's like, okay, this one's bad. I can close it down. I don't need this one open anymore. So it kind of balances itself out, and I never have to go past running certain amount of copies at a time. And uh, what about brokers? Because, you know, obviously different brokers, different spreads. How do you factor that in? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, you're talking about in terms of testing, right? Yeah, well, in terms of, like, yeah, running it on a, a VPS. Yeah, so... Um, I never really aim to like test on a higher spread or a lower spread. I kind of just um, work work with what I have, and I usually um, test on lower spread accounts just because um, that's just what I'm used to used to going. Just by default, I usually just do that, and I pick the best account possible from a broker. Um, but but pretty much, um, there's no like I have systems that will run exactly the same on a high a high spread account with no commissions. And a, a regular account with commission, I mean, a, a low spread account with commission and vice versa. I'll find that a robot will work exactly the same on that. And then I have other systems where they don't. Um, but I kind of usually will know, just based on the strategy and my experience, I'll know whether it will work or not on those different things. And I'll usually answer that question for customers because um, it's often they ask it. But I'll also cover it in um, in the manual or usually cover it and say, hey, we suggest a few of these brokers. We'll also suggest... Um, like uh, the best, what best trading conditions? Do you need a VPS? Do you not? Uh, I kind of kind of cover everything because every system, you know, has its own uh, quirks. Um, and to add about the brokers thing, actually, we kind of at LeapFX we kind of uh, put together recently a, a brokerage we started ourselves. So now we we can actually test um, on our own accounts and and kind of put the ideal conditions for robot trading and, and offer that to clients now. So that kind of is a nice new little thing that we we came up with. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah. And uh, and you yeah, guys, we'll put links to these all in the show notes and stuff. So, what what um last question I've got really, I think before we wrap up here is, 
um, if somebody wanted to get into this space, I mean, what what would you recommend? What steps would you recommend they take? Um, you mean so, in, uh, so deciding to actually trade a robot if if they never have? You mean like a complete beginner? I suppose there's two aspects to this, isn't it? It's either like yeah, trading a robot, which I think we've covered already. I suppose it's more if you wanted to. Um, uh, would you yeah? Would you would you even recommend somebody get into this space given what you know now? Of, uh, of becoming okay. like getting into the space of like oh I'm going to create a system I'm going to sell it. Um, well, if someone's an absolute beginner and they want to start trading robots, um, I mean on on the LeapFX website I have like a bunch of different robots and some are actually beginner friendly and some are advanced. Like I've had people go for the most advanced system that they just shouldn't, and I'm like I really suggest you use a different robot that we have, and they just completely ignore me. And then when they do bad with it, they're just like you guys sell horrible products. And I'm like, no, I, I told you this is not beginner friendly. You should have used this. And that's a big mistake. A lot of people make. And what I do suggest is for a beginner, they should, they should not like, uh, like I sell arbitrage software. It's not beginner friendly. And a lot of beginners try to purchase that first. And I just, it, it has its place, but it's not always good for beginner. Um, the other systems I suggest are basically the ones where it's just like, you can plug it in. You don't, it works it works uh, reasonably equally on a bunch of different brokers and you set it, you forget it, you're done. And something that requires, you know, very little adjusting settings, kind of like a system where the settings are provided and you're done. And that's great for a beginner. They should start like that. They should learn how it works. They should understand how the installation works and just get a hang of and familiar with MetaTrader. And then once that that's the case and they have a little more experience, then they can consider the more advanced systems that might require them to adjust settings and 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 uh, where they can aim for from from bigger things. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Well, look, um, there's it's been an absolutely fantastic show. I mean, before we wrap up, I mean, I don't even know if you really want people reaching out to you, but is is there a way that people can find out more, or what's the best way for them oh, to get yeah, hold yeah. of you? Absolutely. Um, so if they email. Um, support at leapfx.com they can just put uh, in the subject they can put Corey question for Corey or anything like that and I'll I'll be happy to answer everyone and anyone's question that that uh, comes from this from this uh, this audio video and um, yeah I, I can handle as many questions as they want I, I I personally will always make sure I, I see everything and, and get back to people as soon as I can nice brilliant well look a big thank you to Corey for sharing with us today everything we discussed here along with all those links are in the show notes to find them simply search for Corey in the search box on tradingnut.com until next time wish all my listeners trading happiness and success there you go guys what did I tell you very very transparent look into what goes on behind any of these sort of commercial uh, trading robots you see online uh, hopefully you got a lot of value out of this please let me know in the comments i'm really interested to hear it's a very different kind of interview i want to know if you guys found value in this uh, please let me know now do remember yeah there are links on the site to pretty much all the stuff that Corey talked about here uh, including his new brokerage firm and there's also a video that we shot where you're going to learn a couple of the strategies behind some of his more recent robots with some massive massive proof like uh, four years of live account history you're going to see that you can also see the uh, the i think he, talk, well, he just talks about the 10-year back test that he did um but you can yeah you're going to get to see those strategies behind them what what's used to generate this kind of return in the markets and it'll give you some ideas and look if you're really keen on doing this yourself and you want to sort of expand on like not just relying on what Corey's got and you want to do your own stuff then I have got my robot builders club as well where you can actually learn to build trading robots and come up with your own algorithms your own ideas and make them into fully automated trading robots and maybe do what Corey's doing who knows all right guys thanks for listening we'll see you in the next episode do remember we've got a scalper versus scalper we've got the trading view replay challenges all up there on trading that so if you want to tune into some of those live things check them out over there um, find out make sure you subscribe to everything you can so you don't miss it when they hit the airwaves all right guys see you in the next episode